Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Thursday, August 10, 2023. Jack Devine uh, graciously comes back to our cameras. Jack, uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for uh, joining us. I see you have some fancy new equipment there, and uh, I'm much, I'm, I very much appreciate it. Your, your, your team wanted me to, <laughs> to dress up for the event. All right. Well, you're loud and clear. Crystal, okay. uh, crystal That's clear. Good. What is the uh, United States goal in Ukraine? Well, I think there's one that starts on a country that's friendly with us has been invaded uh, by Russia. And while they're not part of NATO, they were a friend and ally. Uh, The second is to curtail what is clearly Putin's intention to use force to expand his borders. So, I think it's on our interest. I, the other point that I would make, and we've discussed it, Russia is one type of country with Ukraine and one when it doesn't have it. With Ukraine, it's a much more powerful country. And people get confused when they look at Russia today and think it's the, the Russia of uh, World War II or the Russia of the Cold War. It, without Ukraine, it's a much weaker economically um, and uh, militarily uh, structured uh, country. Jack, if uh, Mexico entered into a treaty with China and allowed China to put missiles in northern Mexico aimed at uh, Dallas and Miami, wouldn't we use force to remove those missiles and the Chinese officers manning them? Well, first of all, the uh, the Mexicans wouldn't do that. Okay. It's a hypothetical, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would have intelligence long ahead of it. We'd be able to chat about it. So I, I think uh, I don't think it's uh, the hypothetical. I don't think it's possible. You don't want to answer the question. No, I, uh, I don't think the Chinese are going to do it, would dare to do it. I don't think the Mexicans would dare to do it. And I think it would have meant that the Mexicans in turn to become an ally of China full bore, in which case they're taking a big chance putting them there. Maybe that helps focus it. Okay, so you would be in favor of using force, but you don't want to say it. Only if they became an ally of China in it's military aggression towards us. Okay. Ukraine didn't become an ally of the United States until your buddies in the CIA fomented a coup in 2014, right? Oh, I I think, listen, after the wall came down and after Ukraine fell apart, remember the relationship we had. They had nuclear weapons. and They were friendly enough that they gave up their nuclear weapons. So we had a good relationship with them. Now, the concern was, uh, and first of all, 
to the best of my knowledge, if someone can prove it, I'd love to see the documentation on it, that we fomented that coup. Okay. Well, you know that I'm not going to see documentation. You guys don't anything. Give me anything. Give me anything other than uh, wild uh, uh, speculation. So give me something hard, something do that gives you, credibility. Do you, do you deny that Victoria Newland and the State Department and the CIA were behind the events of 2014 that chased the popularly elected neutral or pro-Russian president to Moscow? I. I have seen nothing that would support that uh, that that point. Were we were we supportive? Look, we're supportive around the world. Did we sit in the back room and come up with a plan? And on Tuesday we're going to do this. On Wednesday we're going to push them out. Of course not. Remember, this stuff has to be briefed downhill. Has to be coordinated. Everyone thinks that this is the president calls the director of CIA, and all of a sudden things happen. Things like that get leaked, and this is where the documentation comes out. If things like this happen, trust me, somebody's got a document that they shuffle off to the media. Do you agree? And I don't with, see it. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Do you agree with Joe Biden and even with some Republicans when they say Putin has already lost the war? Absolutely not. I mean, there's certain empirical test in life when you're firing at each other the war isn't over right so the war is not over what i think i think what the president might have thought to say is that the russians have run into a uh, they're in a quagmire and someone you know used that word in other words they're not winning this war and there's a certain inevitability about its outcome which you're truly wrote to uh, 10 days after they invaded. This is, the war is not over. It is by no means over, okay? But is he on his heels? Yes. But you have predicted, and, and don't let me put words in your mouth, that this is likely to end where it is now, in, in a stalemate. He's not going to give up uh, Crimea. He's not going to go home. He's not going to take Kiev. He's not going to march all the way to Poland probably going to end where it is as we speak. No. What I found interesting, the other day I was watching a Republican Senator. Uh, I better not. Well, I will mention he's from Texas and he was on TV and he said, uh, the Russians cannot lose this, uh, cannot lose this war or no, excuse me. Let me say it correctly. The Ukrainians can't win this war. That's what he said. And I would have said the Russians can't win this war. Okay. So, that's where we are. That's different than quite a stalemate. It says that neither party can win, but there can be a lot of back and forth in the meantime. I see no reason to believe that Russia will ever be able to complete its original objective of subjecting Ukraine. I do not believe, as you postulated, that the Ukrainians are going to be able to drive the Russians totally off of their territory. Is the American objective to chase Putin from office? No, I think that'll be the fringe benefit. Right. What in other the, words, in other words, I think Putin has Putin has de designed his own outcome. He will fall of his own weight. His own people will decide it. Not going to be some uh, CIA, the the uh, DIA group planning how he's going to leave. There's no coup plotting. I, I'm strongly on record on this. It's in the okay. press. You can read it. Don't mess around. This will solve itself. All you have to do is hold him. 
in a way that everyone recognizes that Russia cannot win in his own country and his elites will take care of the rest. Gary, uh, let's play uh, President Zelensky. This is just uh, maybe today, today or yesterday, but it's extremely recent. This is President Zelensky uh, speaking to the Ukrainian people about Crimea as if it's a foregone conclusion that Crimea will return to Ukrainian jurisdiction. I want your opinion on this, Jack. Today, I held a meeting on the content of our return policy, specifically regarding Crimea and its reintegration. It is obvious that after the liberation of Crimea from occupation, economic opportunities, personal security for people, and a sense of real freedom, which has not been there since 2014, will return there. But all of this should not be just abstract. Every detail of the deoccupation of Crimea should have a specific meaning. How exactly normal life returns, what exactly this means for Crimea and for all our people. This should be clear to everyone. Step by step, we are making the deoccupation of Crimea more and more achievable and well thought out. Is this realistic? We are making the return of Crimea uh, realistic. I think it's an aspiration. If that's if that's the, the better phrase, I think that's what the Ukrainian people want. I think that's what they believe is achievable. Uh, I just think it's a harder nut to crack. I hope they're right. I hope they prevail. I hope we aid them to the degree that's feasible. And so, but I I I don't think the Russian army has weakened to the degree uh, that they're going to be able to do that. This is why when you listen to Zelensky, when he says he wants Crimea, if you flip your disc over and you record Putin, he's going to say, I will never part with the Crimea. That's why there's no deal. That's why there's no deal today, because both sides truly believe that that's a bottom line position. So we can that, send all the delegations why, we want. It won't change it. Is that why you think things are more or less going to end more or less where they are now, neither side being able to claim victory, but Crimea still Russian and Kyiv still Ukrainian. It depends on how Putin leaves office and what the successor group decides is desirable. And what do they need to accomplish their objective? And that is if part of it is, I would think, to end the war, and the second part, not that it would become a democratic state or that they would be integrated in the NATO, but that they were going to do business again with the West and try to normalize the relationship, then the territorial gains are more promising. I still think, you know, I'm not recommending it. I'm not suggesting this is off the top of my head. You might end up with some partitioning, some divided okay. leadership like Northern Ireland, you know, something like that. I don't know. But I'm has, saying it's it's a it'll depend on how Putin leaves the audience. Has the CIA overestimated Ukrainian strength or underestimated Russian resilience and, and the depth of their uh, military uh, availability? If if I were to uh, give an accounting, I would say the CIA had a pretty a really good fix on what the Russians were up to ahead of time and that they were going to invade. I think they universally, and it's not the CIA, every pundit, everybody overestimated. This is a normal thing, by the way, overestimating Russian capabilities. And I think there was a wholesale underestimating of the Ukrainians. 
we tend to be like a yo-yo up and down, right? I mean, I think you have to be consistent. This is a tough war where you have two armies pitted against each other and they're serious fighters. So overestimating, uh, uh, let me just state where I've been. I've been telling you the same thing all along. Don't expect, you know, a major breakthrough with the, uh, the counteroffensive and that right. the expectations are too high. We, we, we drive ourselves politically in areas that are totally unnecessary. We are way ahead of the game to have stopped him cold and actually pushed him back. And he's not taking any territory is a major accomplishment. You don't say it's a, you didn't win, but that's a major accomplishment and stop no. saying to them, Hey, you have to take, you have to take the Crimea before we really respect you. <laughs> okay. So in Eastern Ukraine, Russia has built uh, three levels of defenses. The Ukrainians haven't even approached, much less breached, the first, the westernmost of those offenses. Question, well, that shows. That what, shows let, me, let me answer the question. What I've just said is is a fact. Question: What has become of the spring now summer Ukrainian offensive? Let's divide it into two parts that you queued it up. Let's go to go the ahead. trenches. Do you see the pictures? Yes. They look like they were built in uh, World War One, right? Do you know what the life like is in a, a trench like that? Jack, they work. You, they work, Jack. Well, no, let me explain. Let me explain. It's not It's not courage. It's not brilliance to go run over those trenches when they're all mined. I mean, any general worth his soldier because look, here's an obstacle. It's going to cost me a lot to get three rings, these famous three ditches built from World War One. To get those three things, I'm going to have to lose a lot of men. We're going to have to come up with a different uh, – I think they're – I think they're probing and they're changing their strategy. And I, I, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out, but you don't do a second offensive because you promised the Americans you're going to do it. You take a look at what you're facing and you say, wait, we can do it, but it's going to cost us, you know, X style. Okay, what, what is the new strategy, Jackson? So no, I don't I'm, offensive failed. No, I'm saying they're seeking the strategy. Now, okay. one of the things that we need to discuss at some point is they're clearly now taking the battle inside Russian territory, okay? This is a change of strategy in the last couple of months, and it's getting bigger. Now, uh, I, I have mixed feelings about it, and one is I understand why they're doing it. I think they have to do it, but they must do it very carefully. They cannot hit civilian, civilian targets. In other words, this can backfire sure. if it's not— well, if, if it's not, if the, but is, this is a strange that they're attacking Russia on the motherland. Who who thought that the day Putin went into Ukraine, that the Ukrainians would be attacking their ships in the harbor, flying drones in front of the Kremlin? I mean, who thought that that's where we would be? Nobody right. I know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, the drones are just a pinprick, but waging war in the Black Sea, attacking uh, grain ships or attacking naval ships there to protect the grain ships, you're right, that's serious. So has the failed... But look at what Putin's doing. Let me finish, Jack, let me finish. Has the failed spring offensive become a summer battle over the Black Sea? No, I don't think we're there yet. First of all, I'm not putting failed on it. It accomplished what I want. You just keep holding them, right? Failed means you made the attempt and then you backed off, right? They did not. I never they, heard of an offensive as becoming defensive. An offensive moves forward. No, there's You're no defense. No defense. No, 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 no. No defense. I'm not so giving you, you that. You see, find one town. Anything, can't you? Find, find one town. Give me a nice piece of territory that the Russian has started since the since the Ukrainians started their push. Okay, they have stopped the push on their own. They haven't been pushed back. There's no one that got out of the trench. There's no one that ran through their own mines. I mean, we're there is the Russians aren't winning. I mean, if you're, the, the Ukrainians have put it into a, a lower burn, and I think I keep coming back to this great poem. You know. The Valley of the Dead. You know, you don't go up the valley and let 6,000 people die just because okay. some some wacky general has some idea or Custard's last stand. Is, These, is this the, is the right move. This is the is, right move. That is not defeat. That's the right move. Is the FSB, it's the Russian security services, recruiting Ukrainians to kill Zelensky? Oh, the FSB. <laughs> The other day, you were, you know, one of your friends was saying it was the CIA that was doing. It. Now you want to talk about the FSB? The FSB has been trying to kill him since day one. They tried to take him out in the first attack. I thought you were going somewhere else. Well, the FSB. Now, are you talking assassination, or are you talking, you know, blowing up, <laughs> blowing up the building? He said. I mean, there's a nuance in the, in, apparently, in the intelligence world about it. Well, They're trying the, to kill him. There, so he is such CIA, a strong leader. The, they would like to the kill CIA him. CIA believe that the FSB, the Russian intel, uh, is has a death warrant out for President Zelensky. Let me be very blunt. They'd like to see him dead. Death warrant, I don't know. In my business, we never sign death warrants. But, you know, you want them to go. They're, they're doing what they can, destroy them. Okay, so, so they will be in the business of uh, recruiting Ukrainians. Well... They've been in the business of the Ukrainians since the beginning of mankind. I mean, and they were doing it at the beginning. They had deep penetrations before the Orange Revolution. They still have penetrated. Of course they do. This is this reminds me of the, the, the people that don't think CIA can be penetrated. That's what people do for a living. How big is the FSB? How big is the KGB? How many people do you think are out there? This is their number one target. If they're not recruiting, they're in deeper trouble than I've analyzed they're in and much the deeper C trouble the cia recruiting don't tell me what you can't tell me of course it's the cia i never would do that right 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 it's the cia recruiting oh wait there's a knock on the door someone's coming yeah. to get me. <laughs> they're there they're right there with you <laughs> when they come they're probably computer hackers maybe they can work on your computer for you don't tempt, uh, it, don't tempt anybody. All right. Is the CIA recruiting from FSB agents in Russia? My God, I hope we. Or I hope we're. There were. There were sending the FBI was sending out notices worldwide, saying, "Hey, listen, just call this number and we'll talk to you. We'll give you a good deal." 
that's what we that's what you do in the business the intelligence business you recruit one of the key targets is always the other one's intelligence service because in there you will find the secrets to so many other things that are going on in the government right. and the other right. thing is you need to defend yourself for your own defenses you need to know how deeply penetrated you are so i don't fault the russians for doing it let me be really clear that's what you expect them to do. this is what they get paid to do we should be at least equal in the game and uh, are the Chinese recruiting Americans, like young American soldiers of Chinese ancestry? Well, I think there's extensive proof of that, okay? Pleading people in jail with it. And I'm not faulting the Chinese. I mean, big powers use intelligence. You know, you know, people that don't, you know, it's like armies. You say, well, you shouldn't have an army. Well, okay, the guy next door has an army. You better have one. You better have an intelligence service. So they're doing it. But it's there is a difference if you wanted to tease it out a little bit. The Russians have had human sources for a long time, and they've worked this since the day of the Communist Party. The Chinese were very heavily vested in technology because they weren't out on the street recruiting. That changed 25, 30 years ago. They're out there recruiting sources. What would you? Well, I would. I would say this to any intelligence. What would you expect? Right. What? Going to, what do you think is going on? I we're mean, going to we play really a, need... uh, We're we're going to play a clip from um, CBS in San Diego about this arrest of a 21 year old uh, American. Well, you'll of Chinese ancestry for giving NDI National Defense Information to a Chinese foreign agent. Take a look. The 22-year-old petty officer pleaded not guilty in federal court Thursday afternoon, one day after being arrested at Naval Base San Diego on espionage charges. Patrick Way worked as a machinist on board the USS Essex. He had a security clearance and sent classified material to a Chinese intelligence officer between March 2022 and as recently as two days ago according to San Diego's U.S. Attorney, Randy Grossman. Our indictment alleges that over the course of more than a year and on a multiple occasions, Wei sent national defense information to China, including documents, photos, videos, and technical manuals. Now, you know what NDI is. That's always and everywhere unlawful to possess outside of a secure federal facility. That's the highest protected information there is. That's what the feds have accused former President uh, Trump of mishandling at Mar-a-Lago, but I don't want to talk about Trump uh, right now, is what we just saw, a 22-year-old Chinese-American sailor falling prey to a a Chinese intelligence agent, something to be expected. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, what we should applaud is the ability that the team that found it and discovered it, but I mean, I'm... I'm flabbergasted if I would be flabbergasted if there are dozens of them and deep in our defense that I mean, the the activity of intelligence services today is monumental in the technical area of collecting information. In addition, there's armies of people that are out there collecting information that is beyond their reach so that this happened. And I think we have to be vigilant. I mean, the FBI has to be spending its time rolling these sources up and around the world. The agency needs to be and has been, and we have a long record of it. And I associate it with many of those people that joined our side. 
So it's part and, of the world I lived in. It's a part of the world you lived true. in. If sure. other people haven't shared with you, and your espionage is a is a, a, a worldwide phenomenon. And, and we work CIA, under rules. We work right. under rules. Okay. That's CIA, of course, does the same thing, trying to seduce some young Chinese sailor who has a Chinese security clearance to share what he has with the uh, American agents, right? That's your you're job. Not, you're not trying to shock me, are you? <laughs> because no, trying- I, I will I will I will be very critical of my colleagues if they're not out there. Okay. Recruiting it's people. not a matter of right and wrong. It's just a matter of which side of the aisle you're on. Well, no. Now we're going to get the philosophical basic principles. Don't, right? don't give me that Irish Catholic okay, so, stuff, Jack. Well, well, don't give me your Italian philosophical alternative. <laughs> but the point is, Judge, seriously, before we get thrown off by your audience and everybody hangs up on us, uh, the, the basic principle is, what system do you have? What system are you defending, right? And you say, all countries are the same. I don't say that for a minute. I believe in American exceptionalism. I believe this country is a, 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 special, a, a special role in the history of mankind in you, you forming a democratic go government. The world looking for monsters to slay, and Putin is one of them, right? Well, that's a bit dramatic. <laughs> we were around I'm the world. Quoting, we were around the president. world. We I'm quoting President John John Adams, who famously said, and I think I'm paraphrasing him, if, but he did say monsters. If we go about the world looking for monsters to slay, quote, there will be no end to our search. Right. Quote. And I have addressed this in both books, and we won't right. plug the book this minute. One of the conditions. Which is we, the book you want to plug, Jack? Well, both of them, Spy Master's Prism and Good Hunting, but both of them go with the, the this core issue of under what circumstances do you use force? And one of these days we'll talk about Niger. And the point is, one of the conditions is you have to have, uh, you know, you have to have a legitimate target and people could argue about that, but you have to be, a, you have to believe that you have a chance for success. You have to have people on the ground that are going to support it. You have to prepare. There's a whole set of principles. You just don't go out and slay a dragon because it's over the hill. Is it, it bothering you? Is it causing you a problem? Is it eating your young? So I think there's a whole, and then well, wait a decide, is, is Putin bothering Washington? Well, I think, I hope he's bothering all of the free world. You I mean, hope. No, no, look at him. He's been, no, Jack, he's answer this, the question. How is, Putin bothering, how is Putin bothering Washington? Well, because well, which part of the world should you want to talk about? Let's we can Washington, start. Washington, no. the capital of the United States, the headquarters of the let, exceptional let country. When World War II came and ended, Washington could not go back to living within its borders without a role. We had a role in the world, and you had a very major threat that people have forgotten, and many people of a certain age don't even know about. There was a real threat, international communism. I'm not talking, Putin is not a communist, right? He's a real capitalist. So there was a real threat. We had, in fact, the reason this is so important is you are watching the Cold War redux. We kidded, not kidded about it. We said that that was likely. But look at what's happening in Africa. Look what's happening in Latin America. The Russians are out there trying to do combat with us at every place they can put pressure. And they picked on Ukraine. I mean, they decided, and they've been brutal. You know, you want to talk about the Ukrainians hitting one port. They're flattening 
the, the ports in, in Ukraine and, des and destroying the possibility of feeding a large portion of the Middle East and, and Africa. I mean, you want to talk about real monsters? Yeah, he's a monster bothering the United States and all its allies. Why is NATO up in arms? Because they see it the same way we do. Jack, it's always a pleasure, my dear friend. You're as you got me stirred up today. Ever. I thought I thought I thought you were going to start quoting Senator McCarthy, Joe McCarthy for a moment, but you didn't go that far. Oh, excuse me. He is not in our club. He's not in our club. <laughs> I thought he was. He was Jack not. That's, that you got to go find another group. You know? All right. Always not, the best, Jack. Well, I hope you come back. Uh, you'll come back next week. So you have to have a face face a fact based position. McCarthy did. All right. I'm, I'm not going to challenge you on that. We'll be here all day. Yeah. Uh, more, more as we get it. We're always looking out for your freedom, no matter who we speak with or what we ask or what answers they give. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.